The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, hope you're ready for week seven, everybody. Yeah, we are pretty much at the midway point of the fantasy season, the regular season anyway. And we have got some AFC home games to take a look at today. On today's show, it's Cleveland at the Colts, Detroit at Baltimore, Green Bay at Denver, Pittsburgh at the Rams. I know that's an NFC home game. So is Las Vegas at Chicago, uh, Chargers at Kansas City, and Buffalo at New England. Yes, we have more NFC home games and AFC home games this week. Tonight we have the Jaguars and the Saints, so we'll keep you updated on that. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. Please hit the like button if you like the content. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. And you can see Heath's uh, Heath's name on YouTube is subscribe to FFT Dynasty. And Heath just got a text right now from a new subscriber, I'm thinking. I just subscribed to FFT Dynasty. Um, so uh, anyway, listen to that show every Tuesday if you want some Dynasty content. What's up, guys? Heath, you ready for Halloween? It's less than two weeks away. My, my wife told me last night um, that the party, the date of the party, I said, it's already Halloween. And she said, yes. And she told me the date. And she, I, I said, she didn't tell me what I'm dressing as yet, but I'm sure I'll be dressing up as something. I'm excited. <laughs> Did you she- guys got to do um, what everybody else is doing, the Kelsey Taylor Swift costume. There we oh, go. Oh, that would be great. That would be She's great. Not you, you, can grow, you can grow a good mustache. I, I could grow a mustache by Halloween. And I've not shaved for three days, so I've got a head start. Uh, so do you, does she know? Do you have a Kelsey jersey? Um, there is a Kelsey jersey in my house that would fit me. Thankfully, both my boys now are basically wear the same size clothes that I do. So I, <laughs> I, I can wear any of their clothes. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, th- does she know what the costume's going to be and just hasn't told you or she hasn't figured it out yet? I... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Heath is the the Grinch who stole Halloween. He'll be turning his lights off and not giving out any candy. And we like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We like we like to tease him about it. All right, let's get into players we love and players to avoid for the week seven slate. Jamie, who do we love this week? 
Uh, Jerome Ford, start of the week. Um, really excited about the the situation with Grover Stewart not being there for the Colts. Um, Adam, as you know, I texted you earlier in the week, and I was like torn on uh, Jerome Ford and Brian Robinson. And as the Giants fan that you are, you told me Robinson. Um, but I, when I saw Stewart get suspended, that was the kind of the thing that swayed it for me. I, I think we're going to see, you know, the Browns. I, I like what I saw from him last week against the 49ers. You know, the three runs in the fourth quarter, setting up the two field goals, uh, three runs of 13 yards or more against San Francisco. I, I know Kareem Hunt obviously is a problem, so we'll see what that means, you know, throughout the course of the game. But, you know, coming out of these, you know, three games where we saw him, you know, deal with those tough matchups, uh, I was really encouraged. And we'll see if Deshaun Watson plays. But I, I think the Colts have shown you enough that their run defense is good, not great. Now they're missing uh, certainly a key part of it, maybe their best run stopper. So I think Ford will have a top 12 finish this week. Yeah, there was a quote from Kevin Stefanski from Cleveland.com about the running back, specifically about Kareem Hunt. Kareem hadn't been tackled in a while, but felt like we wanted to get him going early. So we started Kareem Hunt in this game and got him a screen early. But I can't say enough about Kareem and Jerome Ford. Those guys are running hard, hitting it. It's not always pretty, but I'm really proud of those guys. I, I recommended Brian Robinson because just because of of uh, Kareem Hunt. That was what my hang-up was for Jerome Ford because it was a bigger role for Hunt. I mean, in the passing game as well. He just played more. He ran one fewer route than Ford, whereas Ford was blowing him out in that category in the previous two weeks. The routes were almost even. Ford still had the third down role, though. All right, Jerome, Jerome Ford. And Ford, and Ford played 10 more snaps, too. Play more set, yeah, and, and the Grover Stewart news is, is big news for sure. So Jerome Ford's our start of the week. Heath, who do you love this week? Um, I listen. I think you almost have to choose a running back if you're trying to choose someone surprising, because that I've got 15 running backs in my top 24 that I don't wouldn't normally. But Brian Robinson going up against the Giants. <laughs> okay. I uh, I think I, and I got him just slightly ahead of Ford. I think I have them 14th and 15th. They're both great starts this week. Um, I like Robinson a lot more in games where the commanders should be ahead or competitive, and they should be both of those things in this game against a Giants defense that, you know, looked a little bit better last week, but I still don't think is any good. Okay, so Jerome Ford. That Jamie was deciding between Jerome Ford and Brian Robinson for start of the week, so you might as well just make both of them. Co-start of the week, officially it's Jerome Ford, but Jerome Ford and Brian Robinson, we like them this week. You like them more than Jameer Gibbs, assuming Gibbs plays Montgomery won't but assuming Gibbs plays this week do you like Ford and or Robinson better than Jameer Gibbs at Baltimore yes slightly if if Gibbs gets a full practice in then no if Gibbs is limited going into Sunday then yes and I'll tell you one more thing just uh what also why I picked Ford over Robinson um for what the 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 reason why, why we do a start of the week is kind of somebody that's not obvious Robinson was when I, when I started writing it, he was like at eighty one percent started, uh, mm-hmm. and and by the time like I made the decision, it was like eighty four percent. You know, yep. so he's trending in that you know direction of okay, everybody's starting him. Like, what am I telling people? Gotcha. Right. It's funny, uh, you know, I, I have only broken down half the game so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it right now ninety percent. Ninety percent. What's Ford? Uh, Ford right now is 74%, but that, that typically when we, when we do the start of the week, like that's, I usually like to think that there's like a 10% bump with that, whether I'm yeah. right or I'm wrong, but there's always just like a 10% bump. Cause it's like, you know, screaming on over all of our headlines. Sure. Uh, yeah. So plus, I mean, the start percentages are probably gonna be pretty high this week for a lot of players because six teams are on a buy. Correct. Um, but I was doing the, you know, I've done just half my notes. Basically you guys have 
broken down every game so far. You're always ahead of me in that regard. But I'm just finding a lot of a lot of players to sit. I think more than to start. Yes. I mean, you can't do it. But I'm finding, you know, in the slate we're going to talk about today, I feel like I can find more negatives on players than positives. But uh, we'll try to, especially try as to as as Heath alluded to with with the running back position, like you know, for what 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 I do for a start sit, like to come up with usually it's, it's usually ten names per position to to start and sleepers. Like it was, yeah, I'm giving you like six. Good luck. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, I just got a note on my. F- Phone here about Trevor Lawrence. Where is this though? Confident he'll play this week. Just want to make sure. Uh, okay, I'll just make sure we get the source here. Um, Trevor Lawrence confident he will play, and Jameer Gibbs is trending in the right direction. We got some more news updates for you later. Players to avoid. Heath, who will be sitting this week? Can I say? Does this have to be a Sunday guy, or can I say Thursday players here? Oh, sure, Thursday. I, that, like the guy you just said, I would like to do everything in my power to stay away from Trevor Lawrence. I, I, it's a terrible matchup. They've not figured it quite out yet through the passing game. He's kind of kept himself afloat in some games with his legs. I wouldn't expect any rushing. Like it's almost like Joe Burrow rushing in this game. And so without the rushing against the terrible matchup and a game that last I looked at an over under a 40, um, I would really like to stay away from Trevor Lawrence. Not a top 15 quarterback for me, even with all the buys. Yep. I have I so many Lawrence leagues I have to check, but I know in one league I'm starting Sam Howell over him. And in the podcast league, I think I'm pretty much stuck with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jamie, how about you? Who are you sitting? Uh, pick a Colt, um, <laughs> Michael Pittman, or a running back. I would like to avoid them against the Browns. The Browns have been unbelievable against wide receivers. And I know Pittman has been great with Gardner Minshew, and he's really had a fantastic season, better clearly in PPR than the other formats. But as we've seen from this Browns team, they've just really eliminated almost every wide receiver aside from the 71-yard play from George Pickens. So I started the week with Pittman still in the top 15, and then it was like, why? Um, I think he's going to struggle. I think Gardner's going to struggle, and I think the running backs are going to struggle, especially as we saw last week, the split got closer in terms of the playing time. And if you get the Jonathan Taylor game, not that he's going to have a great game, but just in terms of being the lead guy, Zach Moss, I think, is going to struggle. So um, I would try to stay away from those guys if you can. Again, difficult with the teams on a bye and the injuries, but still lean Moss over Taylor, but I, I don't really love any of the Colts this week. Yeah, uh, Pittman's exactly what I was talking about. It, you know, it's just as much as I like Michael Pittman, God, Cleveland's defense is so good. I just think I I feel like he get double digit targets again. So to me, yeah, I feel I'm like fine with him in PPR. Flex, I think, right? yeah, and at eleven, like he might catch five for sixty, might be a Michael Thomas special. Right, that might be a top twenty four wide receiver this week. He has had, you know, I mean, as as good a season as he's had, he has had two duds. Now that hasn't come with Gardner playing a full game, but. Still, again, he also hasn't faced a defense like this. You're okay with him as a flex, though, Michael Pittman, Jamie? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, look, it, almost anybody that is of significance that you may hear me say, I'm sure Heath probably feels the same way, uh, sit or avoid aside from quarterbacks. It's very difficult in a three-receiver league to sit a receiver like that. It's very difficult when you're playing flexes in PPR to sit a player like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible this week. You know, so when it comes like Zach Moss, mm-hmm. like, how much do you trust what you've seen from him, especially in tough matchups? versus Zach Evans, you know, so I, I totally get if people are going to still go with Moss over Evans. Totally get it. Okay, so uh, we can't answer all of your questions, obviously, but if you want your questions answered, one way to do that is to join our Facebook group. And no, it won't be us necessarily on there, but 
a bunch of your friends, basically virtual friends, in the Fantasy Football Today community can help you out. We'll have topics. We'll have waiver wire topics. We'll have starter sit threads, those types of things. You can post your question. People will weigh in. You can just get opinions from other fantasy football fans and other listeners and viewers of our podcast. It's just great content, great uh, information in that Facebook group. So just go to Facebook and search for Fantasy Football Today. Also, go to YouTube and search for Fantasy Football Today or really go to YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. You can watch all of our content. Some of my favorite comments are, I just watched your show for the first time and you look nothing like I thought you'd look somebody said i thought dave would look exactly like heath does Which, <laughs> yeah but you know yeah we get all that kind of stuff all the time so see what we look like but mostly join us for our live streams thursday night okay tonight 7 30 p.m eastern we'll help you set your lineups join us youtube.com slash fantasy football today about 40 minutes of content there 7 30 <clears> p.m eastern trade deadline's coming up it's on halloween if it interferes with my trick-or-treating i'm going to be very upset just so you know but what's what's one trade you guys would like to see happen? I saw two potential rumor situations today. One was actually like I, I don't follow this site, but it just popped up on my Twitter feed with the for you or the X feed with the for you um, <laughs> section. I don't even know how that works anymore. Um, that suggested <laughs> that Derrick Henry's the the Titans are actively shopping Derrick Henry to try to get him to a contender. Um, yeah, okay. you know, with Let's with go. what what's happening there. And then Devontae Adams, there was the tweet from from Schefter from one of their ESPN writers covering the Raiders that said he's unhappy with his diminished role. And so those two make a lot of sense. Not so much Adams while the Raiders are three and three, unless they are going to just say, okay, we're not a contending three and three. We're just lucky to be three and three. And they can get a haul for him because he's going to clearly command a lot. But Henry makes so much sense, you know, for a team that's struggling and he still has some value to them. Clearly, if they get through the season, he's going to have almost no value as a 30-year-old running back that anybody would want. So if they can get something for him now, do it. Did you push the button, Adam, for, for Adams? What? Oh, the, the squeaky, squeaky wheel? wheel? Oh, yeah, sure. Come on. It's the oh, squeaky wheel. Um, squeaky crickets. Zach Ertz, literally anywhere. I don't care where he goes. Just get out of the way, please. Trey McBride is exciting. This team wants to target their tight ends. It, McBride could could become a top 12 tight end for us. Uh, I think he's averaging almost exactly twice as many yards per route run as Zach Ertz this season. It's like 2.01 to 1.02. And with Kyler Murray back, maybe not back playing this week, but back on the practice field, um, this, this offense could be kind of exciting. Tajay Spears is 74% rostered and he's on a buy. If anybody drops Tajay Spears, this is a guy you absolutely need to stash. Um, I had uh, no question. I had a, a, a difficult decision in a 10-team league where I just beat up with injuries and bye weeks, and I had to make a decision of dropping Miles Sanders or Ty J. Spears, and I dropped Sanders. Like, that's where wow. where I'm at in terms of, like, when, when I'm healthy, I'm fine, you know, so I don't really need to play Sanders. But I don't want to give up on what he might become, you know, Spears. Look at this. Jamie looks like a poor man's Bradley Cooper. Wow. That is a nice hmm. thing to say. Must be somebody that spells their name that way, because not me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny. I mean, like Jamie's name. Jamie, did you? I did not click that. Did I? What? I didn't. Oh, my bad. Jamie, Jamie sounds like the stern parent. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're a pushover. Like the stern parent, or like the Howard Stern parent. Like he does a parody of his parents. He does. I don't know. I don't think you're this. I don't think you're the mean like stern parent though. 
Uh, depends on which child of mine you have. <laughs> By the way, if you can't spell Jamie's name right in the, in YouTube, like, come on, it's right there next to his face. Uh, all right, news and notes. A lot of them. Andrew, Anthony Richardson's out for the season. Trevor Lawrence is questionable, but trending in the right direction. That was an Ian Rappaport thing. Uh, he's probably going to play tonight. Jimmy Garoppolo, back injury. We know that. You guys ranking Garoppolo? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, Deshaun Watson, no timeline for his return from a rotator cuff strain, and he said he may not get back to 100% this season. So what does this mean for you guys for Amari Cooper? I mean, look, if he has another good game, like last week where it was really just one catch, sell. Yeah. He's a number three wide receiver. Yeah, Cooper juked uh, Lenore, the defensive back for the 49ers, so bad. Broke his ankles, figuratively. But got wide open for a big catch, yeah. And then he also had like a leaping catch on the sideline. Not not the most necessarily sustainable stuff. Um, all right, Daniel Jones practiced, but still seems likely to miss this week's game. He hasn't been cleared for contact yet. Kyler Murray practiced, so now he has yeah. three weeks to be activated. Yes, I haven't checked the roster percentage. Anybody want to guess? Let's check it right now. It Kyler was 55% Murray. when the news came out yesterday because I tweeted it at the time. So 60%. I'm going to guess he's probably 60s. 60. Yeah. So- um. The thing about that is, though, you want to carry him while you can't use him as an IR spot. Yeah, that's true. Like he, right, right now, with, with everything going on with bye weeks and injuries, it's, it's a little challenging. It, now, when they open up the window, he doesn't come off IR, right? No, no, no. But if you have an IR spot, he, I would assume the, those leagues he's mostly rostered. It's, the, right. the question is if you don't have oh, an IR spot. right. Uh, the, the question I got multiple times almost immediately after it was announced was, I'm starting Sam Howell this week over Trevor Lawrence. Would I rather have Kyler Murray or Trevor Lawrence rest of season? I I have a hard time. I can't think of a case for Trevor Lawrence. Like I'd rather have Kyler. I just don't know what to expect from Kyler Murray. You know, I, I'm not sure he's going right back to being Kyler Murray. And we all know his splits at, in his career with and without DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm a little skeptical. Like I would keep Lawrence. Like, I don't know that Kyler's going to run that much. That's the whole key to it. Right. You know? and, and that was the pushback I got from a lot of people when I tweeted. I said, go roster him now if you can. And it was, he's not going to be the same. And so if he's not going to run, you, you don't want him for just his passing. I mean, that's just not the allure of what Kyler Murray is. But still, if he does bounce back, and look, you know, we have so many different scenarios of guys with ACL tears, even at that position, that – Hopefully he'll move a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to be a 60-yard runner per game, but if he's a 40-yard runner per game, that's pretty good. I I did look at it last year. I think it was 24% of Kyler's fantasy points came on the ground, which is almost exactly the difference between Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence in terms of fantasy production. Okay, so I just did a poll. This is a great question. Let's say you're not starting Trevor Lawrence this week. Who would you rather have rest of season? We'll see what people say. I got to go a little faster here with the notes. Justin Fields is likely out with a thumb injury. Running back, Kyron Williams could go on IR. He's expected to miss multiple weeks. Ronnie Rivers is already on IR, so Zach Evans is really a must-add player right now. Should we also— We hope. We hope. hope. He's 85% rostered. Uh, Royce Freeman, would he be the number two guy there, you think? I don't even know if it's a guarantee Zach Evans is the number one. I mean, that's the the really the mystery of all of this because Daryl Henderson knows the system, you know, and he may walk in and be the guy that Sean McVay trusts the most. Uh, Miles Gaskins coming from being with Kevin O'Connell for a month, and he's you know going to run a similar system. 
to what McVeigh runs. So there's going to be a lot of the same terminology. So it's a very, very much a mystery to me. But I would assume, again, hard to do that. We know what that means. Um, <laughs> that Evans should be the guy. But uh, I mean, you're going to yell at me, Adam, when you see what I did in the in the baked burger. Not on purpose, but like I put in claims for all of the non-Rams guys that weren't rostered, all the non-Evans guys that weren't rostered, and they end up getting all three of them. Oh, you didn't drop players? Not yet. I mean, I'll do it as soon as I can. But, like, I picked up Henderson, Freeman. No, I had an IR spot because I had Rivers. So I, I put in claims for all those guys, and they Good all went for through. for you. All right. Uh, okay. Jameer Gibbs was limited, and Craig Reynolds actually mispracticed. I think they had a walkthrough, but Craig Reynolds yes. was... He's got an injury, but he was designated to have missed practice. Jeff Wilson is ready to go. Don't know if he'll be activated, um, but he could be back this week. Jeff Wilson. Uh, Rashawn Johnson missed practice still. So you could get another week of Deontay Foreman getting pretty good work. Travis Homer did return to practice for the Bears. Uh, Kareem Hunt missed practice with a thigh injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Ramondre Stevenson was limited with an ankle. Uh, Buffalo running back Damian Harris missed practice. Aaron Jones was limited in practice. Zach Charbonnet missed practice with a hamstring injury. At wide receiver, uh, the Chiefs acquired Miko Hardman and a seventh round pick. Welcome back. Welcome back. What, what do you think about this? Does this uh, affect Rasheed Rice? Is Hardman worth picking up right now? Chiefs fan Heath. I do not. I would not be picking up Hardman. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with it. But Justin Watson's banged up right now. Um, they said they didn't think he was going to go on IR, but I wonder if you put him on IR just to make room right now. I think you've obviously got – he can does a lot of the things Tony does, so if Tony has problems, he's definitely their best option as a kick and punt returner now, so maybe that's just the role that they want him to fill. They didn't give up hardly anything. Last four games that he played with the Chiefs before his injury, these are weeks five through eight last year, he scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points in every game. He had three receiving touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. He had five, four, four, and nine targets. Devontae Smith missed practice. Again, I think they had a walkthrough, uh, but Devontae Smith has a hamstring injury. Zay Jones is out tonight. Deontay Johnson practiced in full. Wandale Robinson missed practice with a knee injury. Guys missed practice on Wednesday. We don't think it's a huge deal. Uh, Kansas City wide receiver Justin Watson missed practice. Juju Smith-Schuster was back. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were both limited. At tight end, Pat Fryermuth practiced in full, so he and Deontay are going to be good to go. Juwan Johnson is out tonight. Dalton Kincaid is on his way back. He practiced in full. Hunter Henry missed practice with an ankle injury. Like Hunter Henry got hurt last week, came back in the game. Same thing with like Wandale Robinson, so I don't think those are big deals there. On the offensive line, the, Gi- the Giants, it's a familiar thing here. No Andrew Thomas. They placed his backup on IR. Two other starting offensive line when we're missing from practice, though Evan Neal should play. Uh, the Saints offensive line is pretty beat up for tonight's game. Jacksonville is going to be without Walker Little, their left guard. Colts right tackle Braden Smith mispractice. The Patriots practice report, 20 players on the Patriots injury report right now. <laughs> and left, left tackle Trent Brown is one of them. Uh, good news for Cleveland, Joel Batonio was limited in practice, their left guard. And Philadelphia right tackle Lane Johnson missed practice. I think right now you have to assume he's not going to play this week, and we'll hope for good news there. But Lane Johnson dealing with an ankle injury. On defense, Buda Baker. also. So Kyler Murray can come off IR in the next three weeks. So can Buda Baker, their best safety. Miami cornerback, cornerback Jalen Ramsey practice. He will not play this week, though. Uh, Jacksonville is going to be without cornerback Tyson Campbell and defensive tackle Devon Hamilton tonight. Buffalo DT Ed Oliver missed practice with a toe injury. 
Uh, Jeremy Chin for the Panthers. The Panthers are just really beat up. Jeremy Chin could miss up to six weeks. Their safety. A um, couple of Saints injuries. Teron Matthew, keep an eye on him. He was limited. But Demario Davis, linebacker, he's a game-time decision tonight. Two uh, two players for the Ravens. Marcus Williams at safety. Brent Urban at defensive end. They miss practice. And good news for the Eagles. Darius Slay and Jalen Carter were limited in practice. We will take a break. I can't got- wait for that game. I cannot oh, I wait know, for right? I mean, yes. It's so excited for that game. Eagles-Dolphins Sunday night. Okay, one question for each game when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's start with start of the week game. Cleveland at Indianapolis. (laughs) This is a silly question now. Who's the best running back in this game? Jerome Ford. Well, who's the best fantasy running back for this week is Jerome yes. Ford, the best running back. In the <laughs> you said it. You said Jerome Ford is better than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Heath, you seem a little hesitant. Oh, I've got, yes. Um, not that I definitely disagree. I, I know I have them. I have them back to back. It's Jerome Ford and then Zach Moss. Basically goes Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford, Zach Moss for me. So um, they're, I'm starting all of them unless I, I mean, hopefully have better options. Still, I just I'm so worried about starting Moss and at some point, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to get the work. Forget about yeah. the production, just the work. And Moss can still be productive even if Taylor's getting the work. But it the the gap got closer, got smaller between the two, and you know that they're just itching to get Taylor back on the field more and more. Like it just feels at some point we're going to get the oh why do I start Zach Moss game? And then you know you factor on top of it, this is a really good defense. Like they're just. Yeah. Uh, annihilating people. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that Moss, Pittman, Taylor, like those guys that Jamie's avoiding, and I understand why, in full PPR, I feel a lot better about them than I do in non because Minshew's going to have to throw it 45 or 50 times. It might be five catches for 18 yards for Moss, but that's six PPR fantasy points, and let's see what he does on the ground. All right. Don't spoil the whole game preview. Uh, Detroit said Baltimore. <laughs> Just kidding. Detroit or Baltimore, Jameer Gibbs or Zay Flowers is the way it's trending right now. Who's a better flex, Jameer Gibbs or Zay Flowers? It's so funny because how they used Gibbs in week three when Montgomery wasn't there. Yeah. You said, okay, 17 carries, 19 touches. Sign me up all day. <laughs> but right. it was just an empty stat line for him. So I'm going to go Flowers and PBR. I'll take Gibbs and not. I'll take Gibbs, but I'm not really con- – I can't imagine sitting either one of them. This week, Green Bay at Denver. Who are you confident in starting in this game? Green Bay at Denver. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Christian Watson. Oh. Luke Musgrave. Mm-hmm. And then Javante. What? Really? Yeah. Re- relatively speaking. Um, because like I, both quarterbacks, Aaron Jones and Luke Musgrave. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take love too. Not, not Wilson, but I'll take love. 
Yeah, we have a nice, nice Russell Wilson rankings dispute coming up. Pittsburgh's at the Rams. Who's the best running back in this game? And bonus question, which Steelers wide receiver do you prefer? The Rams, by the way, allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So who's the best running back in this game? And which Steelers wide receiver do you prefer? I will take Zach Evans just Mm -hmm. on the hope that he's the guy for the Rams. But I would rank them Evans, Warren, Najee. And then I will take Deontay Johnson over. Pickens. I'll go Evans as well, although I feel kind of ridiculous saying it. it's basically just I don't want to start the Steelers running back. Um, and I will say Pickens. All right. Las Vegas is at Chicago. Can you trust these wide receivers with backup quarterbacks? Assuming it's two backup quarterbacks in this game, Hoyer versus Bajan. Can you trust the wide receivers? Heath. I motion to not use the word trust again until week eight <laughs> because this has nothing to do with trust, but you're starting Myers, you're starting Adams, you're starting DJ Moore, and they're all top 20 guys for me. Agree. Okay. Chargers at Chiefs. Who's a better wide receiver play in this game, Josh Palmer or Rushi Rice? Uh, I'll take Rice. I believe I have them back-to-back. Palmer should have had a much better game last week. Had three games where, or three catches for like 50 yards that were called back because of offensive line penalties. And a so touchdown, I don't think right? his, what's that? And a touchdown, right? Yep. I, yeah. So like they, they're very, very close. I will go Palmer over Rice. Okay. Chiefs have been very good against wide receivers. It's That's like... That's, I think, the why I asked. Uh, Buffalo at New England. You going right back to Ramondre Stevenson? Yes. You don't have a lot of choice this week. <laughs> I mean, you might, though, right? I mean, you, you, could have, uh, you could have Zach Evans. You could have Jerome Ford. You could have Colts guy. All these guys are picked up off waivers. Are, are they ahead of Ramondre Stevenson? I have Ford ahead of Ramondre, but the thing that was... The most encouraging to me about Ramondre was the work in the passing game again. You know, that that had disappeared since week two, and they went right back to it in week uh, six. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, I, I would have Ford and Moss ahead of Ramondre. I have Ramondre just ahead of the backup running backs. By the way, in that game, Ramondre Stevenson or James Cook? Ramondre Cook for me. All right. Yeah, that's the last game we'll talk about. It's kind of an interesting game, actually, at least in terms of the running backs and just the history of what the Bills do to the Patriots basically every time they play them. They just destroy the Patriots. Or at least offensively, they just put up huge numbers on the Patriots. But one guy who's more more or less left out of the party is Gabe Davis. Sort of. I've said all these qualifiers. Gabe Davis scores a lot, but he has not never had 40 yards in a game against the Patriots. Uh, all right, I want to check in on the FFT Open. You know, we, we raised $22,000 for St. Jude on the Fantasy Football Today Open. Eight divisions. We're each commissioner of one of them. Uh, how you guys doing in the FFT Open? Four and two. Um, the two-game losing streak. The first loss was a stupid line of decision by me, and I lost by, like, percentage uh, decimal points. Oof. And then I got blown out last week. So um, hopefully get back on track this week. Uh, Jamie and I are both wearing our FFT Open shirts. Uh, I saw that. I I wore it yesterday. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Five and one 
Lost week one, won five straight, have wow. Justin Jefferson and, and Jeff Wilson on IR. Oh, wow. All right. Good for you. Yeah, I'm three and three. And shout out to American Nightmares, who's leading my league. And I don't even think your team is so great. Uh, no, nah, well, no, it is. It is Cooper Cup. You're, you're, you're good. I don't know how you got to five and one. Well, you have Mostert and Adam Thielen. That's a pretty good team. And you have, and you have you, a uh, number got, two quarterback per game, Justin Herbert. I don't know how you did this. <laughs> you got the best, the best running back in fantasy well, and the best wide receiver value in fantasy. I don't know. How, I don't know how you're. He so doesn't good. have the best running back in fantasy. It's Jonathan Taylor. He has James Cook and Jonathan Taylor at, at running back. I thought you said he had Mostert. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, most sorry. And oh, oh, wait, wait. He has HN on IR too. So. <laughs> this team's pretty good. Good job. Good job. Honestly, like I, my team is better. I don't understand how you're better than me. Like my team's better than yours. But all right. Um, okay, uh, let's go to the games. Uh, Cleveland's at Indianapolis. Stat of the game. The Browns, I mean, we, we've talked so much about it. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Sorry, Morgan. Uh, the, the Cleveland at Indianapolis, we talked a lot about this, but the Browns allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. They've allowed only four passing touchdowns and an average of 144 passing yards per game by quarterback. So we, we have discussed Michael Pittman. Uh, we can keep doing it. And again, I want to tell you all, uh, if you have any questions in the chat about this game specifically, Please fire away, and I'll read those. And uh, I'm getting crushed for my evaluation of that guy's team. Uh, I'll read those, and uh, yeah, we'll help us out. But uh, okay, let's. Uh, if Deshaun Watson plays, is he going to be even a top fifteen quarterback? No. Top fifteen? No. All right. It's probably going to be PJ Walker, who threw for 192 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. And, okay, in terms of the Cleveland running backs, we've, we've spoken a lot about Jerome Ford. Would you start Jerome Ford or Michael Pittman this week? Ford. Uh, I would definitely go Pittman in full PPR, Ford and everything else. Pittman or Flowers from Hannibal? Flowers. Pittman for me. Okay, and... Do you know how many wide receivers have gotten double digits in PPR against the Browns? Yeah, just one, right? Two. Pickens? Pickens. Pickens and... Uh, Ayuk. 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 Four for 76 on 10 targets. Okay. Um, Kareem Hunt. How are we feeling about Kareem Hunt this week? He had 15 touches and a touchdown last week. He's not a bad desperation flex. Again, you know, he's facing the same defense that Ford's getting, and he got plenty of opportunities last week coming off their bye week. He did show up on the injury report Wednesday with a thigh injury. Again, how much of that is a veteran day, or is he actually banged up? He didn't leave the game with any uh, any sort of you know problem. But I I think in terms of uh, in terms of what you know was last week the start of something, or was last week as you know Kevin Stefanski alluded to, or you know, he's coming off off a bye and, and maybe just a little bit different look. But, you know, I, I think you could expect him to be playing and playing with a lead and and potentially getting, you know, double-digit touches again. So given the week, given the circumstances, given the matchup, I think it's a good flex play. Kareem Hunt or Jonathan Taylor? Taylor. I hope it's Taylor. <laughs> I would start Taylor, but I, hope, I, I couldn't say it with any certainty. How about Kareem Hunt or Justice Hill against the Lions? Hunt. I would go Hill. Okay, and 
Amari Cooper. Did I ask you Cooper versus Pittman? I don't think I did. Um, I would go Pittman and PPR. Cooper and none. Yeah, I'll go Pittman and Cooper and none. I agree with that. All right. These guys, Cooper is a top 24 guy. You guys have him basically right around 24. Dave is more confident in Cooper. He has him right around 12th. So it really just was the the one catch last week. You know, you take that away. It was a miserable day for him. 58 yard catch. Yeah. I mean, should we? Yeah, you're right. He had eight targets, uh, four catches, 108 yards on, on eight targets against the 49ers, including a 58 yarder where he just schooled the defensive back. Excuse me. Now, again, this matchup's easier. Right. Yeah. The Colts, the Colts have gotten a little bit better. I think, you know, they played better recently against the pass, but that's been their vulnerability. Uh, we're not going to start David Njoku. We're not going to start Gardner Minshew. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you, Heath, you like Moss better than Taylor. Jamie, I'm not sure. How do you feel about them? Moss I like Moss better than Taylor, too, but it, it's not with a lot of confidence. You know, again, you look at the, the production, clearly Moss has been better in the two games that they've played together. But, you know, you saw, um, what was it, 20 more snaps for Taylor from week one to week two, from week five to week six? Um, I think it was. I have it here. You want me to get it? Um, so he's 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 getting more opportunities, you know, in as he's getting his legs underneath him. And so at what point do we see the the switch being flipped of it's now Taylor's backfield and Moss is is a clear backup. Now, as Heath alluded to, he can still be the passing downs guy. He can still be the goal line guy. Uh, so last week it was he played 10 plays in week five and he played 23 more snaps in week six. So up to 33 snaps last week and. I don't know. I mean, at some point, we're just going to get that Jonathan Taylor yeah. game. Not not a huge production game, but just playing more game. And it could be really bad for Zach Moss. Forgot to ask about Josh Dobbs or uh, Josh Downs. We have, sorry, we have a question here. Downs or Dobbs from Jeff? Uh, I'd go Dobbs this week. Yeah, it's... Uh... One guy's playing the Broncos. It's not, it's not rocket science. Well, yeah. yeah, but don't you? Yeah, but I mean, who's getting more targets? Who's getting more catches? Who's got the safer PPR floor? Because Dobbs was basically if, well, shut if, out if, last if week. If you're using if you're using a one game sample size of each game that they last played, it's Downs. If you're using the 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 Minshew games versus Dobbs season, it's Dobbs still. Yeah, prior prior to week five, his last game, Dobbs had 25 targets in his previous. Right, game. but who didn't play? Right, there's no Chris. Well, no, Watson played one of those. Uh, he played what in week one? Four. He played week four. week four. They played week four together. Okay. Wait, so how many games has Watson played this year? Two. Watson's played two. two. Okay, okay. Dobbs had a miserable game in week five against the Raiders. The yeah. game prior to that, though, I think it was either 12 targets or 13 oh, targets. Oh, I, I don't think Watson played a full snap share that week. I think he played like half the snaps. All right. Uh, you are correct. He did score a touchdown in the game. Okay. So so you don't want to say... Not only is Cleveland great against wide receivers, they've also allowed the fewest yards two receivers out of the slot this year, which is basically exclusively where Josh Downs lines up. Um, but again, he mentioned it. Could get a lot of pass attempts, could get a lot of targets and some catches to give you a little bit of a PPR floor. We like the Browns DST, I assume? Yes. Number one. Detroit at Baltimore. Stat of the game. All right, we kind of poo-pooed this a couple weeks ago, but that Mark Andrews target share or target per route run rate is super low. 20.6% target per route run rate. By far a career low. His previous career low was 24.6%. Of course, you're starting Mark Andrews. This is more of a season-long question. Do we have concerns about Mark Andrews living up to third-round value? I, I think it's it's we do need a, just a little bit more context because the 20.6 super low comment 
It's super low for Mark Andrews. It's still fantastic for a tight end. Um, that I don't, I I have a little bit of concern that he's not going to be worth a third round pick, but I'm thinking maybe he'll be worth a fourth. All right. All right, let's go to this game here and start with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff on the road after last week where he scored 26 points at Tampa Bay. That's now 20 or more fantasy points in only two of 11 road games dating back to last season. Starter sit Jared Goff. Given the week, given the way he looked last week, given some of the injuries on the Ravens defense, I think he's a must-start guy for this week. I, I'm not quite that enthusiastic, but he's a top 12 guy for me, and I'm I'm probably starting him. There's I, like I'd start Sam Howell over him. I would agree with that. Um, the Ravens have had a lot of injuries on the defense all season long, and they've not given up 20 fantasy points to anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also look at who they played too. It's not exactly like they played Murderer's Row from a quarterback standpoint. So right. it's true. It's very true. I do think yeah. you look at that was the first game for Goff. Granted, he's down Montgomery, but the first game with all of his pass catchers available to him because he didn't have Jamison and Amara St. Brown for the first time that those two guys were there. He kind of got lucky with the Jamison touchdown, the way that you know it, it sort of happened if you saw the play. Yeah. Um, but that's the potential right. of the home run threat now on the field with Laporta, with St. Brown, with Williams, with, with, Williams, with um, Reynolds, and now maybe – I, I shouldn't even say that. He didn't have Gibbs last week as the as the pass catcher out of the backfield. So I'm just going to take my chance. I don't think it's going to be 350 and two, but 250 and two, I think that's doable against Baltimore. And you could argue that no David Montgomery is better for Goff because Montgomery scores six touchdowns a game. So that could we could work in Goff's favor. True. Yeah, I thought it was six and a half. <laughs> uh, all right, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, will he crack your top 12 if he plays? No, yeah. but he's he's just outside of it. I, I, I just worry about the, you, you know, you, you just alluded to what the, the, the thing we love about David Montgomery. Is that going to be Gibbs? Will he get those goal line chances or will it be somebody else? Will it be, um, I mean, Thomas, you should probably bring him on because he's added Divino Zigbo in every league I've, I'm in with Tom with him. Um, <laughs> so he has some sort of feeling on on something there, but whether it's Reynolds or, or Ozigbo or, you know, if they sign somebody else between now and the end of the weekend because of some injuries, I don't know if Gibbs gets those goal line chances. That's my fear. And I added Craig Reynolds in like four or five leagues, knowing full well I maybe worth I didn't drop anyone that good for him, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Obviously, Gibbs would have to miss the game, and Reynolds would have to play. He missed practice yesterday. All right, we'll do some Jameer Gibbs stuff here Uh I think I asked you Gibbs or Flowers, and he said Gibbs, and Jamie said Flowers and PPR. Uh, start Amonra St. Brown. Do you have any interest in Jamison Williams uh, or Josh Reynolds this week, Heath? I don't have either of them ranked as a top 36 wide receiver. I think Jamison Williams is the perfectly fine boom-bust flex on a week where we don't have enough players we want to start. I'd prefer Josh Reynolds, but he's he's a high-end flex with a higher floor, but a similar ceiling to Jamison. So even though we're not super excited about Michael Pittman or um, Amari Cooper, you wouldn't start Josh Reynolds over Amari or over them. I, I would not. No, not while St. Brown's healthy. Would you start Josh Reynolds or Josh Downs? Downs in PPR. Yeah. Okay. Got a question here: Golf or Purdy this week? 
It's difficult without having Debo and Christian McCaffrey to say Purdy's safe as he usually is. It's a better matchup, clearly, but I would take the upside of golf. And we don't, that's the other thing is we, and maybe we will by Sunday know about one of Debo or McCaffrey, but we don't know for sure that he doesn't have those guys. I've got it right now, Purdy 11, golf 12. Golf or love from Matthew? Love. Um, I would go with golf, but they're back-to-back for me. All right, let's say Jameer Gibbs is out and Craig Reynolds is in. Doza wants to know, would you start Craig Reynolds or Zach Evans? Unless we hear Zach Evans is the guy, I would take my chances with Reynolds' volume. I mean, he he had 10 carries last week once Montgomery went down. It wasn't pretty, but I think a full week of, of prep. It's not like either one has a slam dunk matchup. You know, I know the Steelers' run defense hasn't been great, but I still think that they're 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 better than average, and they're better than what they've shown. So I would lean Reynolds. I'd probably go Evans, but it makes me want to throw up thinking about it. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't want that to happen on your beautiful FFT Open shirt. Start Sam Laporta. Start Lamar Jackson. I know he struggled the last couple of weeks, but you're going to start Lamar Jackson. You know, Detroit's defense is pretty good, so this might not be such a a bonanza here. Um, Ravens running backs, we're avoiding if we can. I assume. Flexes. I mean, is is there a better run defense than Detroit? I don't think so. Ken Walker is the only running back to score more than six points against the Lions, and he scored two touchdowns, but he had 17 carries for 43 yards. Will uh, anybody get over 43 yards rushing? That's the number. For the Ravens, no. No way, I'd say. Maybe Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but a running back? But no running backs done it. Uh, Baltimore wide receiver. Oh, that's that's the high. Ken Walker is the high. Forty three rushing yards. Wow. Forty three rushing yards is the high. Wow. That's Bijan Robinson at thirty three. Miles Sanders at thirty two. Uh, all right. Baltimore, oh, that was a season high. Baltimore wide receivers. Uh, Zay Flowers is a start, and that's it. Uh, he's he's a start. Is he top twenty four guy? Zay Flowers or just outside? Start him. Yeah, I love late Zay Flowers this week. All right, start him. Start Mark Andrews. And would you start Zay Flowers or Devontae Adams? Adams. Not there with Adams yet, but one more week, and yes. <laughs> Zay Flowers. It's a squeaky wheel game. Zay Flowers or DJ Moore? Uh, still DJ Moore. I like, uh, I like what, what uh, uh, I'm going to get. It's Bajant, right? Bajant, yeah. Did you hear what he said? I did not. He went to the coaches and said, don't change anything in the game plan. I can do everything you need me to do. And then he said that he's ready for anything you want to put in the in the in the plan this week. He's a confident kid. I like it. I watched his throws. He started off horribly, got better as the game went on. He targeted DJ Moore a lot. We're gonna talk about that game in a bit. Did you see this uh Brandon Staley third down controversy? I guess the fans no. are killing him for something he said. I just stumbled upon this. I just thought it was funny. We'll get to Green Bay and Denver in a second. Uh, he was asked about his third down defense, and he said, we have statistically one of the best third down defenses, which is true, unless you factor in penalties, because they commit so many penalties on third down that it actually makes them a below average third down defense, and fans are just like crushing him. I don't think Chargers fans are so enamored with Brandon Staley right now. Oh, I feel bad. He's getting fired if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. No, no doubt nice. about it. All right, Green Bay is at Denver. Nope. Wait, did we do that game? Did we just do no. that game? Uh, we yeah, did not. We did not do that game. So why do I have it in that, as we did it? What's with me? I don't know. Okay. Green Bay's at Denver. Uh, we need a, a Russell Wilson debate. Big time here. Heath, you have him what? Eighth? Eighth? 
And Jamie, you have him 17th, I think. And Dave's even lower than that. So Heath, tell me why you're starting Russell Wilson. Um, he's, I think that he is actually tied with Jordan Love in terms of fantasy points per game for the season. And my stat of the game for this season is that Russell Wilson has the lowest number of off-target throws on the season. The quarterback he's facing, Jordan Love, has the second highest number of off-target throws. I actually have these guys back-to-back in the rankings. I don't think the Broncos are going to have a whole lot of success running the ball with anybody. I think 250-2 and for Russ this week. He'll score 20 fantasy points. I'd definitely start him over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, there's only one quarterback over 16 and a half fantasy points against Green Bay so far this season. That was the great Desmond Ritter. Um, they fell Justin Field under that number, Derek Goff under that number. Uh, they're number nine in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. They're coming off a bye week. I think they're going to be as healthy as they possibly have been in weeks defensively. And Russell Wilson looked completely – He looked finally his statistics matched how lost he's looked at times this year last week against Kansas City. And I just feel like things are just spiraling out of control in Denver. I hope I'm wrong because I'd like to see him play well. But I have no interest in starting Russell Wilson this week unless I'm absolutely desperate. And in one league, I'm absolutely desperate. Like, I could not find anybody else better than Russell Wilson. I picked up Deshaun Watson to start the week. And the minute he had no practice, I had to go pick up Russell Wilson. That's how bad my quarterback situation is. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting him in a... No, I'm not. I'm sitting him, actually, in a super flex league for Purdy. Uh, Heath, I assume you would not do that? I would not. Okay, so... Uh, by the way, Ritter with those 22 fantasy points against the Packers, he had a rushing touchdown. So uh, they've been very good against the pass. Okay, uh, yeah, you mentioned the off-target throws for for Jordan Love. He is one of the most off-target quarterbacks. He also has the highest air yards per pass attempt. So those are very correlated. More air yards per pass attempt, more off-target throws. Uh, and then like the most, the highest off-target rate I think is Kenny Pickett. And unfortunately for Kenny Pickett, he's not <laughs> throwing the ball right. downfield nearly as much. He's just really inaccurate. All right, so... Well, and I think I'm just more skeptical of, of Jordan Love. Like, I've got Love as a, a startable quarterback, but I'm just... He might he might prove it this week against the Broncos. Although, I don't know if you can prove anything against the Broncos. Well, that's the thing about the Broncos is, I mean, they have gotten healthier. I don't know that they're such a laughing stock. They were... DVOA is a metric that I don't cite. Maybe I should. It's, you know, it's like... A, it's evaluating every defense mm-hmm. compared to the rest. It's better than just looking at normal stats. They have, according to DVOA, now the Broncos have the second worst defense in NFL history. Before last week, they had the worst defense in NFL history. So they're getting better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. They they were so injured. They got some key players well, back. I mean, like most teams, how do you cure your defensive? Well, just play the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Anyway, I'm wasting a lot of time today. And I'm sorry. So I want to focus here. Jordan Love is in your top ten, right, guys? Oh, please put that comment that just popped up up from Bless Some Breaks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As a Chargers fan, I painted my toilet seat oh. as Staley's face so I can go poo-poo on him every time he loses us a game. That is unbelievable. Wow. Okay. Uh, third down, especially. Uh, you, Jordan Love, you, you guys have in your top 10? You did when I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, again... So they've only improved by one spot to become the second worst <laughs> historically. Um, we're we're expecting Aaron Jones to play. I know he's still limited in practice, but by all accounts, he seemed to be doing everything yesterday. And that's a huge weapon out of the backfield. We saw that in the first game of the season when um, with what Jordan Love leaned on him. But I think it just changes how defenses have to play them. And you saw the big play potential from Watson in week five, 77-yard reception. 
that's certainly going to be something that they could take advantage of. I think Dobbs bounces back. Musgrave should have a decent game. So there's a lot working in Love's favor. So I, I want to judge him when everybody's there. You know, and I hope that he comes out and bounces back from that miserable performance against the Raiders. Okay, so Aaron Jones must start guy this week. We talked about uh, Ford and Robinson and the Colts running backs. Jones ahead of all of them? Without question. Sid A.J. Dillon? If you're if you're completely stuck, he could fall into the end zone, but you're begging at this point for that to happen because he's had one good game when he's been starting or in backup, and it was against the Raiders when he had over 20 carries. I, I think he's in that Kareem Hunt range. Okay. Um, Christian Watson versus Romeo Dobbs. Heath, how do you see this one? I think it is this like there's a lot of the, the Steelers Rams game is the biggest one of these where I've got a lot of questions that I just want to have answered by the game. This is kind of one of those as well. I've got Watson slightly ahead of Dobbs. They're both number three wide receivers for me. Uh, how do you see it, Jamie Watson versus Dobbs? No, I, I agree. I, I was disappointed that Dobbs fell off as completely fell off as much as he did in that Raiders game. But I, I, I don't think if that's I don't think that's the game you want to judge him on. So. Um, you have to put him in the number three receiver range, and, and you got to hope that what we what we thought was going to happen, that Watson would be the alpha, whether it's leading them in targets or receptions, but just in terms of production. Like, this is a big game for Christian Watson. He should absolutely dominate this defense. Okay. By the way, um, I have to cite, it was sportsillustrated.com, but it was one of those fan nation stories on SI about the DVOA. Um, they were the worst since it's been tracked. I shouldn't say of all time, since they started tracking DVOA. Now they're second worst ahead of only the 1998 Cincinnati Bengals. And, and I wonder still, like, how much is the Dolphins game still impacting that? Like, that yeah. was a, an historic performance and 17% of their season so far. Uh, yeah, no, no, no doubt. And apparently they're simplifying things on defense. So let's see if they can make some improvements. Luke Musgrave is only 50% rostered or something like that, or he was yesterday. Uh, would you start Luke Musgrave over Darren Waller, over um, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard? Would you start Musgrave over any of those guys? No, but I, I do think you're looking at somebody in two of his last three games and the two healthy ones where he was you know, heavily involved, six catches. But again, Watson did not play, or he was on a snap count in one of those. No, he did not play in one of those. Um, the, the week four game against Detroit, he got... The concussion, right? And then he came back and had a six-catch game again, but that was without Aaron Jones on the field. So he should be rostered. If you are stuck this week, he's a good option. Like I would start him over Logan Thomas. I would start him over mm. um, Johnu Smith, who's been playing very well. I would start him over Mayor. Um, Mayor, yes. Yep. Although there is the interesting tie-in of the Notre Dame guy going back to Chicago, but. Huh. Um, and then you just look at Musgrave. Look, it's a great matchup. The Broncos have been miserable. Like, why not just, even if they're getting better, quote unquote, you take your chances in this situation. Okay, we talked about Russell Wilson. Jamie, you said you were confident in Javante Williams. He had 10 carries. He had no catches last week. And uh, the routes last week, McLaughlin had 11. Javante ran five routes. P. Ryan ran five. Michael Burton ran four. Third down was pretty even. Javante did have the most third down snaps, but it was four snaps, and he didn't run a route on third down. Uh, I will go on record saying I am not confident at all in, in Javante Williams or Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, yes, that's probably the smart route to go. But in terms of what the week is, um, I think he's going to lead them in touches. Uh, P. Ryan did come off the injury report. He did leave that game with a thigh, and I think it was thigh injury. 
Um, so he seems like he's fine. So that makes it matters a little bit worse in terms of how much these guys will split things up. Um, and then Burton also being involved as well, but I don't know how much of that was P Ryan getting hurt and just you know not trusting Javante coming off the hip injury. But I think as long as he's healthy, he's the the leader in touches and playing time. Uh, McLaughlin will work in as well. They're both borderline number two running backs for me because I like the matchup. I don't think Green Bay's run defense is solved. They've certainly struggled a, a good portion this season, and I think they will continue to struggle. So I, I will take my chances with with Javante Williams as number two running back this week. All right, the Packers give up the fourth most uh, right fantasy, fantasy. Okay, Packers give up the fourth most fantasy points to the running backs, uh, fifth most receiving yards per game to the running backs. Heath, how do you feel about the Denver receivers? Interested in one of them? I uh, definitely prefer Sutton over Judy. They're both number three wide receivers. I looked this up um, earlier in the week. Sutton has seven targets in the end zone this season. Jerry Judy has zero. Yep, there it is. Uh, uh, that's that's basically the difference between them. But I don't have any reason to expect that the the way that Wilson is trusting Sutton right now to change. And so until it does, it's Sutton over Judy and they're number threes. That should have been your stat of the game, by the way. That's a great one. Uh, I, I thought the Wilson love one was was pretty great as well. I just it you know it always bugs me when the when the the perception of everyone else is so much different than what it seems to me. And it seems sure. like everybody is thinks Jordan Love's playing much better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't think Jordan Love's playing all that well. Um <laughs> but I it's easier to make the case for him before last week, his last game. Uh Dobbs or Sutton, PPR. Sutton for me. Watson or Sutton? Sutton for me. Okay, so he's your highest-ranked receiver in this game. He is. McLaughlin or Elijah Moore? McLaughlin. I'm just reading some chat questions here about this And game. McLaughlin is my highest-ranked Broncos running back. Okay. Uh, should Javante be on waivers in a 10-team league? I I think there's probably somebody in a 10-team league who should have him on the roster, but I, if I, like, I could see a lot of my 10-team rosters where I wouldn't have room to pick him up. All right, let's uh, take a break here. Real quick check on the Twitter poll when we come back. Who would you rather have rest of season, Trevor Lawrence or Kyler Murray? We'll tell you that. Plus, we have three more games to get to. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Welcome back, everybody. We are looking at the rest of the AFC home games today. Actually, some NFC home games mixed in in here, like Pittsburgh and the Rams. It's coming up. Want to look at that Twitter poll I put up earlier today. 762 votes right now. Let's say you're not starting Trevor Lawrence this week. Who would you rather have rest of season, Lawrence or Kyler Murray? And Lawrence has 65% of the vote. And I forgot to do C results. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh at the Rams. Uh, do we have to get a little Matthew Stafford rankings debate here? Last I checked, we got Jamie with Stafford eighth. Dave has Stafford ninth. And Heath has Stafford 14th. Jamie, the high guy on Matthew Stafford against the Steelers. Start him. Tell me why. I think he got unlucky last week with the uh, the touchdowns that were dropped by Tyler Higby and Puka Nakua. Um, you have a run game that's clearly very suspect right now, so I don't think Sean McVay is going to trust that group, no matter who he likes the best. They're not Kyron Williams and what he's done in leaning on him. And I think we're going to see a situation where the vulnerability of the Steelers has been their secondary to a high degree this season. Those two receivers are playing great. So I'm going to trust Stafford's going to have a big volume game, and he's going to come through with getting that second touchdown and being over 20 fantasy points. And Heath, you're not so sure about that. Right. I, I think this, like Jamie said a couple of times that he doesn't think the Steelers run defense is as bad as their stats say. And I think that might be true, but I think it's easier to run against the Steelers than it is to pass against them. And Stafford's had, like, he's had a touchdown problem all season long. He's gotten into the end zone twice, once all season long. 
Um, I don't know if that's entirely a function of his problem or the Rams offensive problem, but I do think that it's more likely that they can have success on the ground and he throws for 260, 270 yards and one touchdown. It's interesting. I mean, if you look at who the who the running backs have really beat up on the Steelers, it's McCaffrey and Chubb. And then you had Jerome Ford with the 69-yard run. They've been kind of hit or miss there. Um, also, so the Rams passing game, or the Steel, uh, you know, we'll get to the Steelers later. My stats are game are about the Steelers. Let's stay on the uh, let's stay on the Rams. So Stafford, Jamie likes more than Heath does. Zach Evans, you guys have ranked as like a number two, low end number two running back right now. Yeah. So if you guys have any Zach, there's not really much analysis on it. I mean, it's 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 almost a hope and a prayer. Here's one hundred percent. Would you start Zach Evans, Cortland Sutton, or Deontay Foreman in half PPR? If there's no Roshan Johnson, then Foreman's easily my favorite of this group. Yep. Uh, right now, I would go Evans over both. I have no faith in Cortland Sutton this week whatsoever. Okay. Um, the Rams wide receiver start cup. Nakua is top 12 in both formats. He's top eight in PPR. I'm assuming sit uh, sit Tutu Atwell? Yeah. Yep. And sit Tyler Higby? Yep. Oh, yeah. And sit Kenny Pickett? Yep. If you can. Uh, which Steelers running back do you prefer? The one who's been better all season long in terms of his production. I mean, Jalen Warren has outscored Najee Harris in every game so far this season. It, it is definitely Warren. Hard. It is also true that there's a there's a, a target question to be answered here because he's been six targets almost every week. He's been playing without Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth or just Deontay Johnson most of those games. Uh, the target math doesn't work the way things have been, but also I think there's a possibility we just see Jalen Warren as the lead running back coming out of the bye because Najee Harris hasn't been any good. Uh, yeah, so then we'll go to those Steelers running backs, or receivers, pardon me, and one of you said Jamie likes Johnson better, Heath likes Pickens better this week, and Heath, you kind of like Pickens. You have him in your top 24. Right. He's right around 24th. I'm I'm just hoping and we talked to uh to Matt Harmon on Tuesday on the Dynasty show and he was kind of saying the same thing that he he doesn't think that you can put that back in the box, but we may find out like I, I it's not a high confidence play. We may find out it goes right back to Deontay Deontay leading the team in targets. The thing that scares me about Deontay, if you remember week 1 when he was healthy and played the whole game, he didn't have a big target share in that game. Allen Robinson actually had more targets than him. I think George Pickens had the same number of targets as him. So I, I'm I'm pretty skeptical on Deontay until I see it. Well, what point did he leave the game? I, okay, so that's I have in my notes that he only played 43% of the snaps. Was, it, will, was it that early? I will double check. Okay, I will too. Yeah, he played 43%. I mean, the, the snap share might be right, but... Yeah, 43% of the snaps, and he had six targets. So, okay. yeah. Um... Okay, and Jamie, I mean, you, I guess you prefer to, to avoid these guys, both of them, right, Jamie? Yeah, I don't want to trust Deontay coming back in his first game because there'll probably be a little bit of a shake-the-rust-off performance. On top of that, him coming back is clearly going to impact Pickens. He's averaged over eight targets per game. I can't imagine that's going to be the same number with Deontay back on the field. So you have a target scenario that's going to impact the guy who's been great, or at least productive, um, versus the guy who I still think from this point forward is going to be their target leader in, in in Deontay Johnson. So um, I'm hoping if, you know, you want to count on Pickens, continue to do this, that there's, you know, less attention, better opportunities. Pickett's now trusting him. And we start to see that. And if you go back to their last game, um, I believe if I saw the story correctly, Pickens, Pickett 
audibled out of Matt Canada's play call on the touchdown pass to Pickens to win the game. Oh. And so if they're giving him that type of ability to change plays, then that's a good thing because <laughs> Canada stinks. Um, but, you know, that shows that he's trusting his receiver. Uh, by the way, the Rams give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And they have and that's faced, part of it too, yeah. But they, they look at who they face. They face great, great receivers. Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Arizona. And they've done a really good job against some very good receivers. But I do believe they might be without their starting cornerback, Darian Kendrick, who was arrested and did not practice yesterday. So his status is up in the air. Would you start Pat Fryermuth or Luke Musgrave? Musgrave. Musgrave. That's close. Pat Fryermuth or Logan Thomas? Uh, Fryermuth. Thomas for Heath. All right. All right. That's it for this game. Uh, Pittsburgh's DST is startable. Vegas so the Rams. at okay, uh, Vegas at Chicago. All right, Josh Jake, uh, like you're starting Jacobs, Adams, Myers, basically, right? Just start. Yes. Okay. Just have to say that Brian Hoyer did look all right. I mean, threw the ball downfield a little bit. He was only pressured on one of ten dropbacks, and the Bears, we know they have a lot of trouble getting to the quarterback. Um, so then what about Michael Mayer versus Cole Komet? Heath, how do you see that tight end battle? If I definitely um, am excited about Mayer's long-term upside, but I would need to see more than more than the one week. So I'd go with Cole Komet. Same. Okay. Deontay Foreman, Jamie, your thoughts on this running back situation with still Johnson not practicing, but could obviously come back. What do you, think? you know, I, I, I want to be hopeful and say that if Johnson clears the concussion protocol, he's going to be the lead rusher, r- lead running back, lead the team in touches for for the Bears. But, you know, you're still asking a rookie who's missed a lot of time recently to come in and be the lead guy, which is something he's never done before, even in college. So I don't know if that's going to happen right away. So I, I think if, if you tell me he's – He's playing Roshan. I'll still give him the benefit of the doubt over Foreman because I just think Foreman is who he is. But if there is no Johnson, then I, I think for Deontay Foreman, the amount of work that he'll get in this matchup puts him in the running back two range and yeah. probably close to top 20. Who did we just talk about that we like didn't like very much? Um, that was about 20th. Oh, Zach Evans. If, if, uh, if Roshan Johnson's out, would you start Foreman or Evans? I would start Foreman over the Rams guys if there's no Roshan Johnson. I would start him over the Colts guys, and I would start him over the Broncos guys. Okay. Uh, DJ Moore. Uh, yeah. Uh, start him. Really? Uh, should I? Five for 51 on eight targets last week. He did have a lot that of That might targets. be a top 20 wide receiver this week. He had... <laughs> He had six targets on 14 pass attempts from Bajan. So that was good. And two of them were wide receiver screens. So they definitely wanted to get the ball to DJ Moore when Bajan came in the game. Um, all right. All right. Fine. Let me look at the rankings here and let me see how I feel. DJ Moore or Jordan Addison against the Niners? More? Uh, more. DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley? More. More. Oh, fine. 
DJ Moore or DK Metcalf? Metcalf. I have them back to back. I have more one spot higher. You should change that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Chargers and Chiefs. Which quarterback do you like better in this game? <laughs> Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, all right. He's got a he's got a better matchup, that's for sure. Uh here's your stat of the game here. Stat of the game number one. Only one wide receiver has more than 80 yards against the Chiefs, and it was Christian Kirk, who had 14 targets. Amonra St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison, the Denver wide receivers. They had at most 71 yards. The Chiefs have been great against receivers. This is not a Keenan Allen stat. It's a Josh Palmer stat. Jamie, how do you feel about Josh Palmer this week? Desperation, number three wide receiver, and that's usually what he's going to be most weeks. But this week is even worse because you would think with all the teams on a buy and injuries that it would be a better situation for Josh Palmer. But the matchup is uh, is not good. Yeah, he's a, he's a number three, but you don't need 80 yards to be a number three. No. no. Um, but most guys don't get to even like 70. But uh, desperation is a harsh word for Josh Palmer this week, Jamie. It's a tough matchup, man. It is. Um, stat of the game number two, dating back to last season when Pacheco became the starter, basically, when Isaiah Pacheco had the expanded role. This is 15 games now. He has scored more than 16 PPR fantasy points once, but he has scored double digits in 11 of those 15 games. It's like he's a number two. That's a number two running back. Yeah. Very, very consistent with very, very few big games for Pacheco. Um, what do you think? Is it, is he a great start this week or just that, that number two running back that he always is? He's been great this season, but he hasn't, th- but he's been good this season. He hasn't been great this season. He's been good this season. I mean, he's been working in the passing game. He's been scoring touchdowns. He's been everything that you could ask for. I don't know what, like what more you want for what his opportunities are in his role. Is. He's, he's R- in half PPR. He's RB 16 per game. I, I'm not. He's been great, but his role isn't that great. I mean, you're never going to really see him. Rarely going to see him get a 20 carry game. He doesn't get a ton of catches. You know. I mean, didn't he have a six catch game recently? Yes, but but you know, but it's not that <laughs> what, what's frequent. to you? <laughs> no, it's just it's not. Look, the numbers are the numbers. What did I just say? He's RB 16 per game in half PPR. He's RB 17 per game in full PPR. He's very consistent as a number two running back. The this week, a number two running back is a number one. All right, I, I'm not saying to sit him. Uh, I'm just saying, Jameer Gibbs or Pacheco? Uh, Pacheco for me. I would go Gibbs in full PPR if he's a full go. Start Eckler, start Allen, sit Quentin Johnston, starters at Gerald Everett. Sit. Sit. Is there a burp? Did I hear a burp in there? Which is No. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is top four. Okay. He sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm frustrated. He's, like, he's I'm frustrated. fifth on the season. What is your problem? Yeah, I think he's seventh per game. Uh, no, he might be. He might be better than that. I, you know what my problem is, Heath? It's personal. I never have ever have Patrick Mahomes. I finally have Mahomes this year, and it's his worst year. Uh, all right, let's get it going, Patrick Mahomes. He thinks the offense is close. Who are the quarterbacks you're starting ahead of Mahomes? I mean, you got Michael Harvin back. Now here it goes. There you go. Who are the quarterbacks you're starting ahead of him? This is ridiculous. Like, Ahead of Mahomes? You just, yeah, you just complained. You Tua? just complained about wasting time. <laughs> and now you ask this well, question. Well, no, people might say. Allen and Hurts. That's it. I would start two over him, but that's it. Okay. Uh, we talked to Pacheco. How, give me uh, your thoughts on Rasheed Rice. Who would you start? Just so here? we wrap up this game. 
You hate Pacheco, and we should be discussing. What? <laughs> I'm just telling you the facts on Pacheco. I think he's having a really nice season, but he just. Uh, let's go back to reviewing the other team. That's terrible. <laughs> the Chiefs suck. They're terrible. <laughs> hey, Number who are the guys you have right just behind Travis Kelsey? <laughs> All right, Kelsey's good. Start him. Rasheed Rice. Uh, Rasheed Rice or Michael Pittman? Uh, Pittman. Pittman. Yeah, Rice is the desperation number three like Palmer. Rasheed Rice or Jalen Warren? Uh, Warren. Oh, sorry, Jamie. I didn't realize I was boring you so much. Fine, you know what? I'll make things more exciting. Buffalo at New England. Our last game. In the last seven meetings. I'm going to Azer stat this, and I'm going to remove. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know which game I'm removing, right? You know which Bills-Patriots game I'm getting rid of. I'm sure there was bad weather at one of them. They played in December like bad seven straight weather? times. No, it was the worst weather game that I can remember. If you remember that. Worse that, than the Cleveland games? That Cleveland Saints game last year was really bad. But that Buffalo-New England game, Mac Jones threw three passes. I'm getting rid of that game. That was a 14-10 Patriots win. The other six games... In the last three seasons, the Bills have won all six of them. They have scored uh, they have scored 24, 38, 33, 47, 24, and 35 points. Bill Belichick cannot stop the Bills offense. So if that, you know, do you guys think that's going to happen? Are the Because the Patriots defense has been pretty good. Uh, are we going to see a big number from the Bills? And what does that mean for fantasy, Heath? I am skeptical that we're going to see like Allen. I would start ahead of Mahomes. I said like, he's a top two quarterback. I'm not considering sitting him or Diggs, but I am skeptical we're going to get a big number from the Bills. They're just not quite right. Allen's not quite right. The running back thing's a little bit of a mess. Um, I'm starting Cook as a number two running back. Latavius Murray's a flex. Gabe Davis is a flex, but yeah. Interesting. And, and Jamie Gabe Davis does have interesting history against the Patriots, never more than 39 yards, but he's caught a touchdown in three of the last four games. Starter sit Gabe Davis, Jamie. High-end number three receiver. Gabe Davis or Josh Palmer? Davis. Heath, you like Davis? You have him 24th? Uh, I might move it to 25 so I can say high-end number three and not low-end number two. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, he's. I, I'd definitely start him over Rasheed Rice and Josh Palmer and guys like that. Hey, man, Gabe Davis has two games with more than four targets. In those two games, he has 92 yards and a touchdown and 100 yards and a touchdown. Just don't really know that Allen's going to have to do so much in this game. Right. Uh, James Cook. It, it's, it's like the, the, the double-edged sword with him. If they're blowing out the Patriots, is he going to do much? But he could be a huge reason why they're blowing out the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about, I asked you this about 45 minutes ago, James Cook versus Ramondre Stevenson. Heath, first word. Slight lean to James Cook, but they're both number two running backs. Ramondre is actually doing the things that we want James Cook to do. Yeah, man. Latavius Murray's really creeping in on that passing. Jamal Williams will be activated and play tonight per Ian Rappaport. Wow. Okay. Would you guys rather start Ramondre Stevenson or Calvin Ridley tonight? Ramondre. Mm, I'll go Ridley. Ramondre Stevenson or um, Alexander Madison against the Niners? Ramondre. Yeah. Stevenson or Brian Robinson against the Giants? Robinson. Robinson. Any interest in Kendrick Bourne? Um, Stash candidate. 
I want to see what happens with Juju and Demario Doug- Douglas back. I, I've got him right behind that Josh Palmer, Rishi Rice range. So good flex. Not quite a number three. Sit the tight ends in this game. Yes. Yeah. What's the spread here? Eight and a half. All right. I'm get. I'm taking the Bills. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put eight eight dollars and fifty cents on this eight and a half spread. I think everybody should take the Patriots. Ah, uh, my last my last best bet was a resounding win. 49ers minus three and a half over the Cowboys. I haven't made a bet since then. So I'm back. I'm going back to the Bills. If I could bet their team total, I might do that. What's their implied total here? 24 and a half. 24 and a half. Oh, they're going way over that. Oh, my God. I got to find that bet. They're scoring 30 points. I honestly think that the no Judon, no Gonzalez is a big deal. I mean, the Patriots defense cannot really be looked at based on what they've done all season. Um, so, okay. That's it for the show. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Me and Dave hanging out with you. Couldn't be better. I will make, maybe we'll make Dave eat yogurt again. That was really funny last week. Talk to you later, everybody. Good luck tonight.